Watch, listen, learn. Welcome to BCC Digital Media. So looking at the painting a day movement in a real broad sense, we have to first think about what, what does it actually mean? What, what is painting a day? Then we have to look at it in terms of art marketing. A lot of people who are involved in the painting a day movement look at it only in an economic uh, sense. They look at it as a way to put their artwork online and sell their artwork to people globally. So that's one way to look at the movement in terms of the marketing and economics. But I, I mean, being an educator, I look at it also in terms of education. There's a lot of artists that have these blogs through blogger.com on a global scale. And what they're doing is they're putting up on their blogs sort of like little how-to-do-it, step-by-step diagrams that show a person who has never been exposed to art what the creative process is all about. And it's almost like the viewer now can become a voyeur. They can move into the, the private space of an artist and actually see what they're doing, read about what they're doing, hear about their artistic viewpoints through uh, YouTube and then respond to that artist's point of view. So we have that educational component. Then we also have the, the historical and art critical component. The idea of now the internet is documenting various artists' points of view on a global scale. And all of these points of view are being categorized by big search engines like Google. And so what I'm seeing, especially here in upstate New York and in other parts of the country, a lot of students, both at the public school level, high school level, and college level, are looking to these artists to learn about painting, learn about the trade of becoming an artist, and really has broadened the notion of what, historic, or what contemporary art is all about. Something else I've noticed over the last few months has been that artists have been sort of self-reporting, they're sort of, they have like their own network, their own syndicated uh, podcasts. And what's happening, it's, it's really remarkable, an artist is in their studio, sitting in front of their easel, looking at the motif, painting the subject, and then as they do that, their computer's over here, and you have all these people on a global scale actually asking questions in real time, real time, believe it or not. So sort of like this, uh, this dialogue t taking place in real time among people from different parts of the world. So that's also an educational aspect. People now that, uh, for example, that live in like northern Greenland or on the outskirts of uh, Norway that are totally disconnected can hop on their computer and instead of watching, you know, politically slanted uh, mainstream TV like reality, they can get on and communicate with an artist and hear about what that artist is doing clear across the world, which is really neat. And so I'm hoping that more of that takes place in the future. Okay, the, the movement has been written about on several occasions. There's been, there was one article in the New York Times back in 2004. There was an article in USA Today magazine, Domino magazine. There was recently an article in Boston Globe regarding some of the artists' involvement in the movement. So you do have a lot of uh, publications writing about the movement. One of the areas I like to see artists investigate more on a global scale, and this is something I'm actually going to do on my own. I got into film about a year ago, and obviously I, I create a lot of instructional how-to-do-it films. 
But in terms of how can uh, film be integrated with painting and actually say something in more of a unique way, what I did recently was I interviewed a group of people on topics, like for example, gun control, and took the footage of people speaking about gun control and actually vignetted that footage together with myself painting at the easel. So it became sort of like, you know, contemporary film where you have these parallel realities together, coming together. I like to see more of that going on where uh, artists actually work to preserve the tradition of uh, observational painting, but look for ways to take that and integrate it with the uh, documentary filmmaking and podcasting, the written word, and having all these elements come together to speak. And I, I think that'll be a positive, uh, definitely a, a meaningful direction to move in, in terms of uh, getting the work to communicate to a broader audience. Because obviously, no matter what we try to do, what any artist tries to do, there's always the people who are part of the, uh, who believe they're part of the avant-garde in major cities, that believe the only art that has any true social importance is work that sort of breaks conventions or go, goes against the conventional viewpoint on what an art medium is. So I personally like to see the best of both worlds diffused together. Artists working to preserve what was so meaningful about the traditional painting, but also not being afraid to embrace what's new and using those two together to communicate communicate something hopefully bigger.